کریم اما بعد دا لیسن دیٹ یو ہیو بین ڈسکسنگ آل دیز ڈیز وائلڈ دا ویریز دو آز وی ڈسکس بٹ دا باٹم لائن واز دیٹ وی ہیو ٹو کیپ کنیکٹنگ اوور سیلس ٹو اللہ تعالیٰ اینڈ ون ویری ویری سمپل بٹ ویری گریٹ ٹیچنگ آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم which keeps a person connected to Allah Ta'ala provided that these things are done consciously. Many of these things are sometimes just done in a manner that is just routine, just an automatic reaction. But when it is done consciously, then the effect of it will be very different. <coughs> Though without that consciousness also when it is done, it is still nevertheless the name of Allah Ta'ala on the tongue. So it will still have benefit. <coughs> But with the consciousness, the benefit will be on another level. That simple amal which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us is the amal of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. That at the various occasions before commencing anything, we have been taught to recite, take the name of Allah Taala, recite Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, or recite Bismillah. This much through taking the name of Allah Taala. And a person recites the whole Bismillah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, all the better. To just understand what is the effect of this, that one is somebody goes and he slaughters an animal, but he slaughtered it without taking the name of Allah Taala. Deliberately left the name of Allah Taala out. he deliberately left the name of allah taala out but he did everything else exactly as it would have been done when a person slaughtered correctly with the name of allah taala he slaughtered in the right place he slaughtered all the veins that had to be severed everything was done fine but he didn't take the name of allah taala deliberately left it out so allah taala says wala ta'kulu mimma lam yuzkari ismullah alayhi wa innahu lafisq Don't eat out of this now. This is not permissible. This is not halal. Now what transformed that same action? Everything was done fine in terms of how it was done. But the very serious thing that happened was that deliberately the name of Allah Ta'ala was left out. This became haram. This is the power of this name of Allah Ta'ala. That now the person took the name of Allah Ta'ala and slotted. That became halal. So from this one thing we can understand how deep this is. So now at every action a person takes the name of Allah Ta'ala. This is repeatedly connecting oneself to Allah Ta'ala. Then in taking the name of Allah Ta'ala before everything, there is an acknowledgement that this is a gift from Allah Ta'ala. Or this is what Allah Ta'ala has provided for me. This is Allah Ta'ala's bounty. It is His ni'mat. It's not my achievement, it's not my doing. Each time he's taking the name of Allah Ta'ala before something, he's reminding himself of this reality. Person before he starts eating, so, so before he starts eating, we have been taught first take the name of Allah Ta'ala. Read Bismillah first. Once Nabi Islam was sitting and eating, and one child, Abdullah bin Abbas was still a young child at that time, so he was sitting with Nabi Islam and 
his hand was going back and forth. So Rabbi Islam taught him that, Ya Ghulam, Sammillah. That, oh young boy, first remember, this is the etiquette now, that first take the name of Allah Ta'ala. Wakul bi aminik, eat with your right hand. Kul mimma yaliq, eat from that which is in front of you. So now these were the etiquettes that Nabi Islam taught him. The first etiquette, Sammillah, take Allah Ta'ala's name. So, now when a person before he's eating, he's taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, he is reminding himself and he is making himself conscious of this reality that this is the whole system of the universe Allah Ta'ala put together to put this ni'mat in front of me. How many things have happened before this one morsel could come in my hand? That one morsel, for example, it might be there's some grains of rice in it, that rice might have come from some other part of the world, might have come from China, maybe or Thailand or Pakistan, wherever the rice is imported from. Now that rice didn't just get imported from there. Somebody had to plough that land first, before it got planted. So that person who ploughed plough that land, he used some instruments. Those instruments, it might have been some plough, some tractor, whatever, that might have been imported from Germany, whoever. So that whole system that happened in that foreign country to produce that. So how many people's labor went into that? Then that got transported. That was then used to plow. We didn't even start planting still. We were still only plowing the land. And already such a massive system of Allah Ta'ala was in place to produce that which was plowing the land. Then somebody planted it. And then there were so many people that tended to it. But in all that ploughing and tending and whatever, all this was dependent on those bounties of Allah Ta'ala which man has no control over. Certain things he appears to be handling, he appears to be doing, but certain things he is totally helpless. The water that Allah Ta'ala sends down from the skies, that rain that Allah Ta'ala showers down, man is totally helpless in that. He's got no, nothing that he can ever claim about it, that he appears to even do. This is purely something Allah Ta'ala sends when he wishes. And if that doesn't come, this insan is totally helpless. So without that water, that rice would never have grown. Then finally it grew. Then there was a whole entire labor force that came together to harvest it. Then somebody cleaned it. Then somebody packed it. And then somebody, it was bought from that end of the world. And then it was transported. And then it came to some local store, then somebody bought it from there, then it was again washed and cooked. Now, how many people's labor has gone into it? Now that is still sometimes only one part of that mussel. In that mussel there might be one piece of meat, there might be some vegetable in there. Count all and then the sun that shone on all this. And then the light of the moon that also had its effect on it. And how many things have taken place to put that one mussel in our hand? Taking the name of Allah Ta'ala before eating that mussel is to now acknowledge that this is not my achievement. If this has come in my hand, it's purely the gift of Allah Ta'ala. So on every occasion to keep taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, and this is something we, alhamdulillah, we understand that before eating and before various other actions we have to say Bismillah, but this is something to be done before every action. And unfortunately, many a times, even before eating, before other amal of this nature also, that Bismillah gets forgotten. So this is something to, to, to 
put into our lives. Now a person, for example, in the morning, he is going to be leaving his house. There are so many things he's going to be doing. And at every occasion, merely to say, Bismillah. What effort it takes, what time it takes. Now he's going to leave his house. So he's going to have to open the door. So before opening the door, Bismillah. Uh, he left the house, he's going to close the door behind him. So Bismillah and close the door. Then he's going to come and open the door of his car. So Bismillah, take the name of Allah Ta'ala. What effort it took, how much time it took. It didn't even take one second probably. Or one second at the most. Then he's going to start the car. Bismillah before starting that car. He's going to put it into gear. Bismillah, in that one small space of time, by the time he left his house and by the time he sat in the car, he connected himself to Allah Ta'ala several, maybe a dozen times already. But this is that beauty of our deen, that in the simple manner, no effort involved, no time it's really taking, no cost involved, no hard work involved, but this greatest need of ours to connect ourselves to our Rabb. This is so simply achieved in this very, very easy amal. So now to make this practice, before a person is wearing his clothes, Bismillah, taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. In the Hadith Sharif, there are various aspects that are mentioned where the importance of this Bismillah becomes very evident. Any mufti in the world you ask, all will come to the same conclusion that to recite this Bismillah before all these amal is sunnah. Indeed it is sunnah, it's not farz, it is not wajib, it is sunnah. But this sunnah doesn't mean it is something to be left out. That is unfortunately the way we often deal with sunnah. When somebody says this is sunnah, then sometimes it is then, the response is very dangerous. The response sometimes is, well, okay, it's only, only sunnah. That only sunnah, that tone is very dangerous. Allah forbid that tone can sometimes border on kufr. If that tone was trivializing sunnah, that is nothing important or nothing great, na'uzubillah, then this can, Allah forbid, take a person on the borders of kufr. Because this is trivializing a sunnah of Rasulullah So while everybody will acknowledge and everybody will say it is sunnah, but omitting the sunnah has its consequences also. In the Hadith Sharif it is reported that a person commences eating. Now when he commences eating, he does not say Bismillah. So the shayateen call upon one another that here you have food to eat, come join this person. And they partake of that food with him. Now can we imagine that a person now is sharing his food with shaitan? A person enters his home and he closes the door without reciting Bismillah. Now what effort it takes to say Bismillah, but he closed the door without reciting Bismillah. So the shayateen call upon one another, here you found accommodation, come and stay inside. And if he takes, takes the name of Allah Ta'ala and closes the door, that blocks the entry of the shayateen. Now we want that sukoon, we want that peace in our homes, we want to keep that home all free from all the kinds of problems and issues. So the first thing is, the first step, there are many other things also obviously, everything has to be done that is necessary, but the first thing is block the shayateen from coming inside. Now we invited them by not deciding Bismillah, then we already now started the problem. So the first step, Nabi Salaam taught us, say Bismillah and close that door. Then in the Hadith Sharif it comes, 
before going to the toilet, take the name of Allah Ta'ala, before entering the toilet. Bismillah. And recite the dua, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubthi wal-khabayit. Ya Allah, I seek your protection from all the evil jinn. So now, now the person takes the name of Allah Ta'ala and enters the toilet, he gets this protection. But in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that a person enters the toilet without having taken the name of Allah Ta'ala beforehand, before entering. Then the shayateen interfere with him while he is there. So now all these are occasions where Bismillah, to recite Bismillah is Sunnat, but the consequences of omitting the Sunnat are so severe. That now the shayateen are participating in his food, they are coming and finding accommodation in his home. And all these issues are being invited within himself, within his home, as a result of omitting Bismillah. So this is such a simple amal, but so great. Nothing is minor and trivial. The effort might be very minimal in it, but this is Allah's grace. That in very simple, very easy to do actions, but there is so much of greatness, so much of reward, so much of benefit. And the greatest thing for us in all this is that this helps one to keep correcting to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we make a habit of this that in everything, everything we do, we start off with Bismillah, take the name of Allah Ta'ala first. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq for it. A'udhu billahi al-sami'il alimi min ash-shaytani rajim. A'udhu billahi al-sami'il alimi min ash-shaytani rajim. A'udhu billahi al-sami'il alimi min ash-shaytani rajim. والله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون والله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلاق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم 
حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم